Gustav, now let's go to John now with uh, Culture Corner and uh, very interesting. Stay tuned. And a very good morning to you. You're welcome into today's programme. Did I say I'm joined in studio by Orla McGovern, the Artistic Director of the Moth and Butterfly International Festival of Storytelling and Improvisation. Orla, very good morning to you. You're welcome into studio. Thanks for having me. It's great to be in. Tell us about this festival. It's a very novel one, I must say. Tell us about where the idea behind it came. Yeah, so um, I suppose I've always been interested in storytelling. Uh, my granddad was from Mayo. I know we'll get into trouble now for saying that. but I've uh, Not three, with me. <laughs> three Galway grandparents and one Mayo. So he would have been a great storyteller. I kind of grew up with that. And um, then I suppose I would have worked in the theatre for a number of years. And I moved to the States and I observed this kind of amazing movement called the Moth Movement, which was... Uh, personal stories, uh, pe- stories about people's lives, and we were a b- we were at least a bit shy about doing that here. We were great for having a yarn in the pub, but when it came to talking about ourselves, we weren't great as it. I think in Ireland, so I wanted to take a little bit of that when I came home back with me and mix it with the traditional storytelling and also improvisation, which I love, improvisational theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, so I thought I'd try all three things in the one night and um, a gang of friends agreed with me as well. So we didn't know what would happen. This is going back about 12 years ago. Uh, we didn't know if it would work or not, but I'm glad to say we're still here. We're still going. Yeah, it's in its fourth year now. Yeah, the festival is in its fourth year. Um, unfortunately, we started the festival when there was the zombie apocalypse back in the day. Yeah. Um, but we have been running the night for about 12 years. So we'd been running a monthly night and then a friend of mine said, look, there's so many people you're sold out all the time. You need to do something a little bit bigger once a year and expand on it a bit. Um, so we did and uh, this will be our fourth year. We had two of them online and sort of hybrid nights as well as we sort of came out from under the hedges um, but then last year we had our first in-person one and it was very successful. Yeah, And working out well for you this year in so far as it's on on the new bank holiday weekend. Yeah, that was completely accidental. <laughs> when we had organised what weekend we would do it, as you know, there is a festival in Galway every weekend of the year. And we were like, well, there's not that many. And it turns out there's actually another lovely festival called Tonta, which is an Irish language festival on same weekend as us. And we're collaborating actually on an event with them because we're all friends in Galway. There's plenty of room for all of us, you know. Give us some of the highlights of the festival. Yeah, well... Um, Tickets are selling really well. In fact, a couple of the events are sold out at the moment, but we will put information on our socials if that changes. Um, we have very exciting, we have a Slovenian artist called Sarah Sukal coming uh, to do a solo show with the DJ on the Friday. We'll be in Blue Teapot Theatre. So that's a solo very physical, improvised theatre. So she's taken storytelling into the body and movement with that. So this is our kind of expansive night with stuff like that. We have an amazing uh, young woman called Saoirse Exton coming. Uh, we're doing that show in association with Arts in Action in NUIG. And Saoirse is a climate activist and she's one of the youngest uh, advisors on the UN for climate and climate change um, issues. And she is doing sort of a a hybrid storytelling and I would say call out, uh, which will be very interesting. I'm really looking forward to that. We have have an online event for anybody who's missing Galway. We have uh, Irish with Molly. (laughs) So we have uh, this incredible um, Irish language teacher called Molly Guterra who lives in, uh, she actually lives not in Ireland most of the time, but she'd be in Galway, but she's doing an online 
Irish for Storytelling class. So you can log on from anywhere in the world, very reasonable price, and we will have the crack for an hour and a half in a workshop. Mm. So, and there's lots more on. There's um, bilingual stories for children in the library. There's a storytelling event in Charlie Burns. And we have a big storytelling circle as well on the last day of the show. I'm purposely not mentioning a couple of the shows that might be sold out, so I don't, right. I don't uh, disappoint too many people. Mm. What I like about it as well, I know it was an excellent show on St. Bridget's weekend, yeah. but there's a lot of very strong female collaborators and, and voices here. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the founders, we just happen to be, uh, Nicole Bloom, myself, happen to be uh, two women and... I think it's very important for me to have a strong female representation, particularly this weekend as well. And I think that was some feedback that we got when we started to do the nights was, you know, it's it's great to have a balance uh, of storytellers. And as we grow as well, we want to bring in more international acts of all genders, of course. But uh, yeah, for this weekend, I think it's very important. Mm. And are some of your own works being showcased over the course of the weekend? Yeah, I will be telling a couple of stories, but I'll be wearing my running around the place hat. So um, my artistic hat might have to just be a little bit smaller this year. Um, I'll definitely be telling stories on the flagship night on Saturday and in the big story circle. But um, I tell most of the year around at our kind of satellite events that we have every couple of months. And they're very much connected to the festival and sort of a way for people to get a little bite-sized chunk of the festival throughout the year, you know. Mm. And you're in a lot of great venues across the city over the course of the weekend as well. Mm. Between the City Library, you have the O'Donoghue Theatre, uh, lots of locations um, in Connemara, Blue Teapot you've mentioned, and the Rouge restaurant as well. You're really getting nice and spread out there. We're getting around. I think that line about Connemara is um, slightly deceptive, so I'll clarify that. So we have a gorgeous little audio project and we were funded very kindly in part for that by Galway County Council. So we took the title of Home and Place and Home and Land and we kind of had little interviews with people all around Connemara um, just about their opinions and we have a very wide kind of range of people, Irish language speakers, people with disabilities, uh, people who've moved to Ireland, little snippets of that. So we'll put that up on the website for a listen. That'll be like a little podcast that'll go up as part of the festival as well. So it is technically various locations around Connemara. And it does sound like there's a lot of interaction in this festival as well. Is there an opportunity for people to get involved and get stuck in over the course of the few days? Yeah, so we do have a workshop, which I think is sold out, sorry to say, um, on Saturday with Sarah Sukal. That's a beautiful um, physical theatre and movement and improvisation workshop um, telling stories with the body. And that actually filled up very quickly. Um, We do have an amazing story circle on the Sunday. That'll be following Daniel Morden's show, his solo show. So the audience from his show may stay on for it, but what we'll do is we'll open the doors at half seven, and that's admission by donation. Um, We always get a little bit of uh, contribution from the younger audiences when we're telling stories. So we have, um, for example, we have Maureen Vidlachlan, who will be telling an Irish Catherine Brophy, a bilingual set. We have uh, Masako Carey, who's Japanese, who lives in Antrim, and she'll be uh, doing a show with Emer Burke as well. So I'm sure they'll be getting lots of interaction from the younger audiences and young at heart audiences.
Brilliant. Uh, Orla McGovern, the Artistic Director of the Moth and Butterfly International Festival of Storytelling and Improvisation. Thank you for joining us on Culture Corner. And if people want to get more details, where's the best place to doing that? You can just go onto our website, mothandbutterflystories.com, or you can find us on Insta and on Facebook. And I'd advise people to sign up to our mailing list because mailing listers are like the VIP club and they get advance notice of everything, which does sell out. Brilliant. Orla McGovern, thank you for joining us on Go I Talks. Thanks a million. Thanks for having me. Fascinating. And that's this weekend. If you want to get further details, do uh, just go there as well. Thanks to Orla and John for that. We're back with Hours to Protect next. Stay tuned. You're very welcome to Ars Protect with me, John Morley. Coming up on the programme today, we look at how to tackle indoor air pollution with NHS doctor, media medic and Dyson ambassador, Dr. Frankie Jackson-Spence. If you want to get a comment into the programme, you can do it on our text and WhatsApp line. That's 86 Email arsprotect at goibfm.ie. You can go on to arsprotect.ie where you can take the carbon footprint calculator. All that plus lots and more coming up on Ars Protect. Now, I'm delighted to say I'm joined on Ars to Protect by uh, Dr. Frankie Jackson-Spence, who is an NHS doctor, media medic, and also Dyson ambassador. Dr. Frankie Jackson-Spence, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having me on. Thanks for joining us on the programme. Talk to us about the findings from this uh, survey. It showed that indoor air quality was worst in Ireland between December and March. Yeah, so Dyson has conducted... Dyson has conducted a global air quality project. So two and a half million Dyson air purifiers all around the world connect to an app, which means we can monitor the air quality. And there were some really interesting findings. Actually, the air pollution inside our homes is worse than the outdoors for 11 months of the year. And it's interesting because we tend to think of air pollution, we think about traffic fumes or, you know, airplanes and things like that. We don't tend to think about pollution being released from our homes. Absolutely. I know that Dublin had some of the most damning findings in Ireland. Yeah, so any inner city areas or urban areas tend to have worse air quality um, because more pollution is released from the outdoors, but also from the indoors. There's more buildings and we tend to have our windows and doors closed. Um, What I thought was really interesting was that um, in Dublin and other areas, the average indoor air pollution level exceeded the World Health Organization's long-term exposure guidance for at least six months of the year. And, you know, Where is this pollution coming from? If we think about air pollution, we tend to think about it being from the outside, but air quality can also be reduced from things inside our home. So when we talk about air pollution, we talk about two things. PM 2.5, which are these tiny particulate matter, which are about 1 25th the size of a hair follicle, so really small. And these are released from things like combustion from gas cooking and our central heating. We also talk about VOCs, volatile organic compounds, and these are gas pollutants that are released from our furniture or the things we decorate our homes with, like varnishes, wallpapers, paints. And both of those things can be admitted from lots of things in our home and reduce the air quality. 
How does Ireland compare with the other EU countries? So... I don't know the exact stats on which countries um, are off the top of my head, like the highest culprits on the list. But actually, Ireland and the UK are high compared to other global countries. They're worse than the US, um, which is quite shocking also. Um, So, you know, European countries in general are not doing very well in terms of air pollution. Ireland is one of those that's also um, badly affected. Is fossil fuel consumption a part of the play in this? So I think when we talk about outdoor air quality, we certainly can't neglect talking about fossil fuels. But actually inside our homes, it's released from things that we make our furniture out of, like I mentioned, the flooring we use, particularly if it's a wood flooring, if it has varnish on, the furniture that we fill our homes with, things like wallpapers and paints, but also things we do. So cooking fumes, if people smoke or vape inside their home, even cleaning products, you know, aerosols, sprays that we clean our kitchen counters with, um, fragrances that we like to clean our homes with, burning candles, these can all reduce the indoor air quality and that's what this study was focusing on. And it was a very thorough study as well because I know that the the data was collected by the machines in everyone's homes every one minute. Yeah, so it's, it's the, if the Dyson air purifiers are switched on, it's continuously monitoring the air quality and automatically reacting to that. So for the machines that were switched on during the study period, it was very frequently collecting the air data and purifying it as it went along. How can these Dyson purifiers go in terms of purifying um, air in people's homes? How does it work? So there's some complex mechanisms that I won't get into how it works. But what it does is it can detect particles as small as 0.1 microns if it's in automatic mode. And then it destroys them. And it has a really complex air purification system. Using an air purifier such as this from Dyson is a useful tool to have and you close the windows and doors in your home and then purify the air inside your home. But there are also things you can do that don't include an air purifier, things like using an extractor fan when cooking, swapping to more eco-friendly cleaning products, avoiding smoking or vaping in the home and just being aware of pollutants released from new furniture and flooring and things like that. If people want to get more details, where's the best place to do that? For more information, they can visit dyson.co.uk forward slash discover or Dyson social media channels. There's lots of information about this study on there. All right, Dr. Frankie Jackson-Spence, thank you for joining us on Ars to Protect. Thank you. That is all from this week's edition of Ars to Protect. Join us next Thursday at half 11 for more environmental programming. Ars to Protect, brought to you by Galway Bay FM, the IBI, and funded by Commission Naman with the television license fee. Check out arstoprotect.ie for more info. Now my next three victims, I guess, they're all uh, victims, unfortunately, today. Michael Sullivan uh, plays Johnny in American Idiot. Uh, Killian Coogan uh, plays Tony in American Idiot. And uh, Mark joins me as well. And uh, he's playing Will. And uh, they're going to perform for us first off this morning. So no pressure, guys, really. And then we're going to talk to them about the uh, Galway University Musical Society. Uh, Again, they're very, very talented and I uh, will tell you when it's on, where it's on, and how you can get tickets. So uh, stay tuned for that. Now, though, in your own time, oh, God, I better, I better set up all microphones for you. Uh, if you want to get in contact with us, you can do so 086 38 
3353 uh, as well today. So I'm just going to bring up that microphone there and then we'll go straight to the lads uh, from there and we'll get a piece of music from them because, um, again, the show runs and we'll give you details on that as well. So all you have to do is uh, call in. So gentlemen, in your own time... Summer has come and passed The innocent can never last Wake me up when September ends Like my father's come to pass Seven years has gone so fast Wake me up when September ends Here comes the rain again Falling from the stars Drenched in my pain again Becoming who we are As my memory rests but never forgets what I lost Wake me up when September ends Can never last Wake me up When September ends Ring out the bells again Like we did when spring began Wake me up When September ends there you go, that's uh, wonderful, so it is Wake Me Up When September Ends and that's all part of American Idiot Indeed which is being put together by the Galway University Musical Society and uh, gentlemen, morning to the three of you, you're all very welcome uh, today um, When is it on? It's on the 30th of January to the 3rd of February a, lo- a long run for you, so it is yeah. Yeah. yeah, and a huge amount of work has gone into this yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah, you don't. You don't look too perturbed at all by the amount of work. But I mean, I think that's more so because we're tired. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you haven't even gone on stage yet. No, 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 no. So no. how long has this been? How long has this been in the making? Uh, start of October. Yeah, October. October. Yeah, a long run into. Yeah, it. we had a break um, during Christmas, obviously, because exams and you Christmas break. You shouldn't have had a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've happens. made up for it. In yeah, January. that's what works. Like. <laughs> and it it always sells out. So it does. Yeah, yeah. you get a good oh, yeah. reception for the main show. You do, yeah. and is that parents and friends and all that come from all over the country? Parents, yeah. friends, mm. yeah, um, other college musical are, societies are as they, well. Are they forced to come, or do they come willingly? I think it depends <laughs> on the person. Maybe yeah. <laughs> I think we'd like to think it's really yeah. yeah. For those that don't know it, I mean, uh, Galway University Musical Society presenting American Idiot. What is it about? Will you tell me? Oh it's God. the album American Idiot by Green Day it was originally written as a concept album so there is an actual story to it it was always written to be performed on stage or as a film 
and then what maybe eight years after it was released it was converted into a into a musical by uh Billy Joe Armstrong and one other man who I can't remember the name Michael of. Michael Mayer? Is Might it? be Michael Mayer. Um, I'm not too sure. Yeah. Don't quote me on it, but... Well, he's got the royalties right now. And how do you go about picking um, the production? Uh, it's the GUMS committee every year. So we get submissions from every member of the society to submit a show into yeah. us and we have a little meeting sit down and we pick a show that we think is going to best suit the society. But it strikes me as if I mean American Idiot it's a, it's a big production it strikes me as if yeah. between choreography and all of that type of stuff it's a big show. It's a very hard show to do but I think the PT the production team that we have have really done it justice I think. Yeah. 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 Well, if you're at it since October and do you do the odd bit of studying as well now that's the parent in me. Um oh. <laughs> That's a good oh, question. Don't it so, uh, yeah. <laughs> we try to, anyways. We do definitely. Yeah. No, of course we do. <laughs> yeah. yeah, very studious college do students. You get, do you get extra points at the end of the year if you're part of this production? No, no, no I wish. College, yeah. no. Do you think you'll have to get on to Kieran Hogg though? <laughs> yeah, yeah, how long? How long does it run for? I mean, I know the dates is running for, but what is the duration of the production? Oh, it's not too no, long. I think show. 140, yeah. 145. Yeah, but that's with the interval as yeah, well. So, yeah. so as far as shows go, it's not too long. Yeah. yeah. But it's just constant music. Constant, just so bang, 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 bang. Just, but yeah. it's, but I mean, One after the other. But the music is wonderful. So, I mean, music mm. music makes it from there. And the tickets are selling well at uh, THT.ie. Yeah, 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 yeah. They're all family and friends. Family, friends, other college, musical societies. Anybody else out there yeah. who wants to come see a good yeah. show? And come here to me, do, do many then, I mean, do you continue with the music after college then? Would this kind of whet your appetite for being stuck in music? I think it, like, I think if it's definitely, I think if it's a path you would like to go down, I think it definitely is a good experience to have. I think yeah. that's the good thing about college musical societies is that... And you're going to go down that path? Me personally, yeah. no, but... <laughs> you go down that path? Um, I haven't thought about it. Um, probably not. I don't know. Typical we'll student. We'll see. You, you look as if you're going to go down. I'd that like path. to try, but I don't. Yeah, you have the hair for it. You see, <laughs> yeah. the Luke the Kelly hair. Yeah. Don't be picking on Luke Kelly. Like I'm that. not. I've gotten many free points from people huh? saying I look like Luke Kelly, and I'll oh, give them yeah. a song. I just don't like them picking on you like that. If you yeah. want to make a career at this, you make a career. Because there is this, this big money to be made in it eventually. So there is. You could even get a BAFTA award. You could get anything else. You know, this mm. could be it. So Maybe. What, so Maybe. what do you do then when this is all over on the, what is it, 3rd of Feb? 3rd of February, yeah. We party, that's what we do. Oh, we party. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and then there'll be, there's Other shows, another yeah. show and the Inter's production, which is yes. a competition between all the colleges okay. in Ireland. So Just you have, do 20 minutes. So you have to do it again then for that competition? Then, do you well, that'll be a completely different, different show. show. Yeah. 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 You're so laid back the whole lot, you say. <laughs> Absolutely. I think it's just the nerves. I just can't. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I'm just tired from being up this early. Yeah. <laughs> I had work this morning as well. So, <laughs> who said they were working this morning? I was working this morning. I did two hours of work. Where? <laughs> oh, um, I'm a barista in Genesis, um, down okay. by the docks there. Yeah. So shout out, Andy. shout out, <laughs> handy gig. Like, so you get free coffee for the day down there. Don't something not come. Yeah. yeah. No are, are, they, are they sponsoring American Idiot? Genesis, no? no I don't think so, no. Just, uh, I'll have to give them a ring after us and see from there. <laughs> so THT.ie, if they want to get further details on this, it's a good night of entertainment, so it is a great night of entertainment. And uh, well done to you guys, and thanks for popping into us. Will you be going for the Ames Awards? Ames do come and adjudicate us, yes. Yep. Yeah, so they will be coming. Not we'll sure be what trying for us. 
yeah, yeah. trying we yeah. try our best anyways but you give it your all every night oh, we do yeah. absolutely yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. everything on stage yeah. you do yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm looking forward to seeing her I think it's the 31st I'm with you yeah. Oh, my wife is bringing lovely. me along she brings me to things and so she does it this oh brilliant <laughs> I'm at that age she has to yeah. bring me <laughs> you'll get there in about 60 years now, so don't worry about it um, again thanks guys for popping into us and well done uh, for that not easy to come in and, and sing at this hour of the morning Michael Sullivan and um, Killian Coogan and Mark Shivnan, thank you for joining us uh, today. Now, there's a bigger man in the room, so you're just going to have to vacate the seats, oh, lads. No, and, uh, thank, you, thank you to Laura Finan, Public Relations Assistant, and uh, thank you indeed for that. And uh, thanks to all the team involved in that. Again, it's the Galway University Musical Society presenting American Idiot. Go to tht.ie or give them a call on uh, 0915697770. 0915697770. You've, you've got a competition now, so you have. Biggest Green Day fan in Connacht right here oh really OT yeah. oh, I'll get you a pair of tickets for the so we will yeah will you wake me up when September ends before you go go well done guys <laughs> great job um, there is a match underway as we speak Keith over in a windy bacon is it ever any other way over in there the at the Connacht GA Centre yeah. no it's not it's outside oh it's outside yeah we've we've, we've gone outside uh, I think the dome is still there there's one dome missing from Salt Hill, but the one in Bacon is still there. Yeah. Uh, so it's the Connacht College's Senior A football semi-final. Clare Galway College are playing Rice College Westport. How is uh, it going? It's on at half eleven, so it's only on about ten minutes. Uh, one point on the board from Rice College Westport, so one to nil, low-scoring opening few minutes. But, but you, it's early doors. You have your people there, though, don't you? I have one person there, which yeah. is enough because that, that, Sean Armstrong is there for you. <laughs> that'll be uh, well. No, we're going to hear from Sean Armstrong now. Actually, he's the former Galway footballer who is going to be looking forward to Galway and Mayo. So. Army came in to me yesterday in the studio we talked to Colin Boyle as well uh, on the phone and the two lads are going to be in Blackrock Cottage in Salt Hill at 12 o'clock on Sunday before the Galway Mayo match uh, which is on at 1.45 in Pierce Stadium so it's all start to the National Football League uh, Galway Mayo started the National Football League last year it ended in a draw in Castle Bar so if you go into the sports clips there you should see uh, Sean Armstrong down at the bottom there and uh, we'll be getting ready to to, to have a listen to him as regards the match. Anyway, the full interview is up on goabfm.ie and you'll be able to listen to Sean and Boiler look ahead to the match. And I think the big point here is Goa and Mayo seemed to, you know, put an awful lot of energy into last year's league. And when they did that, mm. both got to the final. Mayo won the final and a week later they were beaten by Ross Common in the championship. So I think when you saw Dublin, who were down in Division 2, going on to win the All-Ireland... Yeah. All I'm saying is the way it's structured now, I think there will be a lot less focus by county managers on the league and an awful lot more on timing your run for the championship. Remember, Mayo have to go to New York, go mm. have to go to London. So that's the first weekend in April. And from then on, you know, both should win those games mm. comfortably. And then you're looking at kind of building momentum slowly throughout the month of April and looking to peak, you know, sometime towards a provincial final or even, if, like, see, the likes of Dublin and Kerry don't even have to peak for a provincial final because no. they're nearly guaranteed to win them. Whereas Connacht and Ulster teams don't have that luxury. And that's why Dublin and Kerry have such a massive advantage and why they win so many All-Irelands yeah. and why they're probably going to win this one. 
So somewhere along the line, they'll change the, the format. We'll get to a Champions League-like structure and all will be balanced in the world. But it's not going to happen anytime soon. But as regards the National League this weekend, a lot of injuries on both sides, a lot of new faces. Nobody has a clue. And it's even the management don't know what, <laughs> what kind of players will be available with them until closer because you've got Sigerson as well. So there's yeah. a lot of factors to be put into the mix. Go Either way, there'll still be a great match to look forward to. Come here to me. Uh, if it's given Cup this evening, University of yeah, at home. so... Dangan 7.30 So uh, we'll be getting used to UCD coming to Dangan because they're coming for both the Fitzgibbon and the Sigerson over the next few days so Fitzgibbon is tonight and uh, then the Sigerson is going to be next Wednesday night by UCD against University of Galway the fact that Galway have home advantage in both now University of Galway are probably second favourites for the Fitzgibbon behind University of Limerick who've won the last two so you know you'd, you'd be imagining that they'd be favourites for that mm. game tonight in that Fitzgibbon Cup game yeah, soccer-wise. Yeah, plenty to look forward to, of course, in, in terms of the African Nations Cup is getting down to the knockout stages as well. Uh, the Premier League will be back up and hitting top form as well at the weekend. And there's a couple of interesting stories as well uh, up on our website on Galway involvement in Irish underage girls teams. And the first of those will be the under-17s with two girls involved in their victory over Portugal in a training camp uh, over the course of the weekend. And Two Galway girls selected for the Ireland under-15 school squad who are going to Limerick uh, to the university for a training camp at the weekend ahead of the Bob Doherty Cup. So that's the big event every mm. Easter for schools teams in Ireland, England, Scotland, Wales and Northern mm. Ireland. And the Republic of Ireland last won it in 2022. Abby Duffy from Prez Athenry and Anna McGough from Clare Galway College have made that Irish squad. So you think of all of the schools and all of the players in the whole country it's a remarkable achievement to make a Republic of Ireland squad. You really have to be at the uh, the top end it of your game. It must be in a great honour for them. They must be buzzing. Well, it's guys. one thing pulling on your county jersey, but yeah. pulling on an Irish jersey is a different kettle of fish altogether. That's real top mm -hmm. end. So, yeah. well done to the two girls. Rugby-wise there. Yeah, so the EPCR have confirmed Connacht's fixture. So it's half five Irish time on Sunday the 7th of April for their match away to Poe. So I would say there's been a lot of uh, a lot of this going on for the last uh, <laughs> for the last hour and forty minutes, uh, clicking on websites trying to book flights Dublin to Brits. Uh, I don't know where else you'd go it's to get down to, to Poe. Yeah. It's a bit of, a bit of a trek because whatever you do, you're probably looking at a train transfer to get down to Poe, which is down in the Pyrenees. Mm -hmm. I mean, you could probably fly into somewhere in northern Spain. You'd have lots of contacts there and yeah, uh, drive up. Wish I would. Uh, Biritz isn't too far away mm. either, down that side. I know you have a house there, so that'll come in handy for our lads. <laughs> but um, that, there'll be a bit of planes, trains and automobiles about Absolutely. the Connick fans this morning getting ready. And I guarantee you there will be hundreds of them will making they? that trip down to France for that. Looks, I mean, would you go to the south of France if you got a chance today? Yes. Of course you would. Now that same weekend, you've got every single person in Mayo going to New York for the club football championship a good chunk of Galway leaving to London for the kind of club championship that's mm -hmm. all the same weekend in in early April now the Galway football match is on the Saturday I think the Mayo match and in New York is on Saturday and will be that big a crowd well. in New York will from Mayo yeah. of course you would now we didn't get to go in 2020 because of Covid that's right so the last Galway trip to New York was in 2015 that's so right. by the time it comes around next year, it'll be 10 years. Oh. We're just chomping at the bit to get going. It's just a brilliant trip. I mean, mm. what other? I mean, where else would you get, you know, four or 5,000 Irish people saving up for five years to go to New York and then spend five days in an Irish pub 
which you could have easily have done anywhere in North Galway. <laughs> uh, good morning to Jimmy Glynn and all the crew out there. I'm Jimmy sure he's getting ready for the arrival of the Mayos. Yeah, he'll, he'll look after them. Like well, whether you like it or not, like the, the Mayos, when they go to London and New York, that's the Beano because they go in the biggest numbers. So yeah. uh, there will it's be a, they can fly an out exodus. Of, um, out of knock. Yeah. yeah. Probably London. suits us now because we'll all be flying to, to London that mm. weekend out, out of knock. Yeah. So, you know... There has to be, I suppose, is some give and take. Is the Galway Association doing around that night? I don't know if they're doing anything that weekend. Probably not. We're going to end up, you know the usual, we'll end up doing something on the Friday night in, yeah. in, a, in a venue over there in London. The match is then is the Saturday afternoon. Yeah. So it's slightly different from where we would normally be doing the match on the Sunday afternoon. So the fact that it's Saturday is great. Gives you a Sunday free to walk around London, baby, yeah? God, wouldn't I love it now? Feed in London, not not for another way. Uh, um, let's go to golf for Rory McIlroy. Yeah, he's so confirmed. Rory, well, no, he couldn't not play, could he? No, he's kind of been in and out of playing the Irish Open because yeah. he's got such commitments. But, but, but he's but at home. The fact that it's September and it's up in Royal County Down, yeah, like he home. couldn't not play. I mean, couldn't, he's only no. he's only over the road in in Hollywood, yeah. so um, he's going to play in the Irish Open, and that's going to make a massive difference mm. to the numbers. Uh, tickets are on sale already so that'll be a huge yeah. event now the fact that Rory is there uh, September, middle of September it's on I think the 11th to the 15th so that'll be great for the Irish Open Shane Lowry Lowry started well yeah, yeah. so he's playing the Farmers Insurance Open he's it. probably the only golfer in the field that looks like a farmer um, <laughs> <laughs> but the Farmers Insurance what's the farmer look like? Uh, the Farmers Insurance Open uh, shot 6 under par that's what the bow Lowry did so he's 2 off the lead after the first round so huge money PGA events Seamus Power did have a good day uh, the Waterford man uh, he's too over par he's towards the bottom of the field uh, the tennis is on at the moment as well how are you fixed for a couple of Eastern European surname pronunciations uh, I'll leave them to you, you? Don't mind. Yeah, thanks very much yeah. <laughs> you old uh, you old Dodger um, let's have a quick look at how the other semi-final is going at the moment so uh, Sabalenka is through she's the Belarusian she beat Coco Goff 7664 so Sabalenka won this last year so she's back in the final of the Australian Open and it looks like she's going to be playing the Chinese uh, Zheng Kinwen who okay. has taken the first set against the Ukrainian Diana Yastremska so Zheng leading at the moment by one set to love Sabalenka in the final it'll be t- tonight early hours of the morning early tomorrow morning I should say before you see the men's semi-finals where uh, can anyone stop Djokovic? That's the big question. Uh, absolutely. And racing-wise, where are it's we going to go It's the Tiestes Chaste, which we know Could is in Gorham Park. Tiestes? Tiestes. Tiestes, so yeah. The Tiestes Chase. What does that mean? What is Tiestes? Is that like a... It sounds like um, some sort of an agricultural product, isn't it? No, John said good legs. No, I tell you, in Greek mythology, Tiestes was a king of Olympia. He and his brother, Atreus, were exiled by their father, for having murdered their half-brother. So I think in fairness, <laughs> it's only right that there's a horse race named after <laughs> in Gorham Park. Oh, so the Thayeste's chase is on today. That's at 10 to 3 and the action starts in Gorham Park at 5 past 1. I thought that was Thayeste's chase as I was doing. The Mayo lads going to New York. I thought that was a chase for the border. But yeah. I mean, every day is a learning day, isn't it? It is, yeah. In here, definitely. <laughs> so well done to you. Um, we're in... Um, Kinvara tomorrow, Correct. so that's why we did sport today. 100%. Yeah, so we we're going to leave it in your uh, capable hands tomorrow, just to make sure everything goes well for the weekend. And over, thank you indeed for joining us. To Tyeste's chase.
My God, what'll I do with you? Anyway, don't forget to join us uh, tomorrow morning on the programme. We're coming to you live from the uh, Pier Head. Mike Burke, indeed, uh, will be looking after us like royalty tomorrow over there. So we're coming from there from 9 o'clock right through until 12 o'clock. We have some cracking people uh, to talk to. This is all part of our getting back into the community and working with the community and talking about the community. And it's good fun tomorrow, and we're looking really looking forward to it. And we'll be there good and early tomorrow, and then we're um, finished until Monday morning. That is it for today. It's been a busy programme. Don't forget, if you want to get details on the Galway University Musical Society, they're presenting American Idiot. And what a lovely bunch of people joined us uh, today. And thank you to Laura Finan and all the crew that were involved in that, for making that happen. And again, if you want to get further details on tickets for that, tht.ie. John Morley produced uh, today. Fiona took your comments. From you, Sue Keith Finnegan, I'll be joining you live from the Pierhead in Kinvara tomorrow morning. We might even have the lobster in the hand at that stage. Talk to you then. Have a safe Thursday. Bye-bye.